You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. It's the things that shut down a spouse emotionally and sexually. It's our poll answers on the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast today with Nick and Amy. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Do you want me to jump in? Or do you have something to say? Let's, you usually dive, have lots to say. Let's dive in. Let's, let's just, just gonna, get to it. We're just going to dive we'll, right in. We'll skip the foreplay in the episode and go right to it. So Nick actually originally wanted to name this the things that shut down a husband emotionally and the things that shut down a wife sexually. I did. He did. Because he likes to stick to that mindset that most husbands are like him, which is okay. But we're hearing from a lot of women that they're the hard drive, which is really, really sad for them because that's a whole other topic when a husband doesn't want sexual. It kind of cuts off the emotional too. So I feel really bad for that. Yeah. So it's getting higher and there's a lot of things. We, we're not going to get into that. So we decided to just name it shut down a spouse emotionally and sexually because... It could go either way. It could, it could bad either way. It could go either way. So, diving in? Let's dive in, baby. We're going to dive in. Emotional intimacy always comes first in a healthy marriage. So, we're diving into the emotional aspect first. And we asked our audience. This was one of probably one of the top polls we've done. We had a lot of responses. Do you agree that strong emotional intimacy is first? Thoughts? Yes, guess? I do agree. Are you asking if I agree? I'm, guess, I'm guessing what you think the answer is going to be. 100%. Uh, What's the percentage? Well, since I've already seen it, I'm going to guess 90-something <laughs> percent. You cheated. It's 94. 94. That's that's. that's 94% of our audience agreed that strong emotional intimacy come first. That's too bad it's not 100 because whoever said it doesn't come first needs to listen to our podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm surprised a lot of men didn't say, no, it shouldn't come first. Because a lot of men actually feel like if the sexual intimacy is there, they're a lot more likely to open up emotionally. Okay, well, I'm not going to like, this is anonymous, so I'm not going to tell you names from our poll. But I'm looking at the all the people that voted no. And I'm going to say... 100% are men? No. There's two women. Three, four, four, five, six, seven. Let me just go through. I'm going to guess about 10% of them was women, hmm. which is shocking to me. Super shocking to me. Well, they must have a really high drive, and the emotional intimacy maybe isn't already strong. Well, maybe, I don't know. and maybe they're like you, where they're like, "Okay, Nick has more needs. He talks more. <laughs> Sometimes I just need to get him to be quiet." Maybe, maybe they're emotionally <laughs> exhausted, and they're like, "Just give me the physical." Maybe, maybe. 
But we won't read too much into it. So. We're not going to read too much into it. So 94% did say the emotional intimacy comes first. So I'm going to agree with the 94%. And we are going to jump in to the things that shut down you emotionally in your marriage, which was many, many answers. I... Holy smokes. I know. I'm scrolling this through podcast these and I'm episode like... is going to be like four and a half, five hours. If people think we come up with these answers on our own, it's you can admit we have you can so uh, many you can agree that we have a lot of responses, right? Yeah, and this is why I can't share them on Instagram because uh, there would be I couldn't physically do that. So the things that shut down a spouse or a wife or a husband, a spouse in general, from having strong emotional connection, rude or smart comments. That would definitely shut you down emotionally. If you said rude comments to me, I'd be like, I'm out. So would I. Show little appreciation. I would do it. Arguing. Too much phone time. Yeah. We haven't haven't heard that one before. Jeez. Only from a lot of people. How do you connect emotionally when your spouse or you are always on your phone? So I'm reading... The book. Don't tell him yet. I know. I'm reading a book and we're going to have... The author. The author on in a few months. And it's all about social media and it's mind-blowing. Like, I'm reading it and I'm like, this is crazy. He's got lots of stats and facts, right? He does. But, and he brought this up. He says, just go out and go out to dinner to a restaurant and just look around And you're going to see everyone buried in their phones. And so every time Amy and I go out on date night on Fridays, we are always looking around. And like most people are just, it's amazing. You'll see a couple sitting next to each other and they're both on their phones and they're not saying a word to each other. And it's really sad. It's really sad. So that is happening. Like that is probably the number one thing that is causing disconnect is just people just are not talking to each other and just glued to their freaking phones. You think that you're going to have a good marriage and strong emotional intimacy if you are more addicted to TikTok than your spouse? TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok's the devil, okay? Not only because I think most of the people on there are like a little crazy, but Well, we just if you if you follow us on TikTok and you see the responses we get People are psycho. I don't think anyone has any morals anymore. And our audience on Instagram is totally different. Yeah. I think think they do. (laughs) Anyways, I'm not even just saying that. I'm just saying like it's a time waster and some crap that pops up on there. You're like, I did not need to see that. Like there's no filter. So yeah, if if your marriage is struggling, maybe look in, maybe like look at your screen time. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that first. Look at that first. Say why... Why are we not connecting? And I'll bet you it has something to do with the screen time. Probably has something. It's funny that I'll do a post on Instagram and I'll get all these comments of people saying, I don't have time to be intimate. I don't have time to connect my wife. I literally like work so much and then we're tired and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like... But they'll spend hours going back and forth with you. But you'll comment and and go back and forth and argue on stuff for two hours, but you don't have any time for your spouse. Hmm. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Makes sense. Um, The next answer: lack of affection, lack of touch, lack of intimacy, lack of communication. That'll do it. 
Yeah, I'd probably do it. That's probably going to shut your spouse down pretty quick when you try well, to. You just be, lack everything. You just lack everything, and then you want to be intimate. I'd probably shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when my husband doesn't initiate any kind of love towards me. That's sad. Oh, that breaks my heart. I just want to give her a big hug. I I don't know how you fix that except for. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna kill your emotional intimacy because love. I've I've been posting a lot lately about how love isn't saying I love you. Love is is a verb, and it's it's the way you treat each other. It's the things you do for each other. It's an action. Agreed. You can't say I love you and then not do things that show love. Like it just doesn't work. Um, being ignored, not addressing issues, sweeping it under the rug. We've talked about that. Last episode, last episode, right? Yeah. The last episode about vulnerability, I feel like was a really good conversation. I feel like it was a really important podcast episode. Um, the next qu- um, answer was feeling unseen and unheard. Right back to vulnerability and spending time together. Um, nobody is going to want to be emotionally connected or intimate with somebody who doesn't feel like they are seen or heard to their spouse. Yeah, we hear that sad. a lot. We do hear that a lot. That's really sad. Get off your phone again. Um, not feeling listened to because I'm a quiet person and it takes a lot of trust to open up emotionally. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Episode 206. Episode 206. Go back and listen to that one. Please, please, please. Actually, don't go listen to it. Have your spouse listen to that one. Feeling like my opinions don't matter. Um, if you're married, you committed to your spouse and they should matter to you. That's that's what commitment means. So I'm I'm so sad and kind of tired of people not realizing what commitment means. Yeah. Like why why are spouses not feeling heard, unseen, or like anything matters to their spouse? Like oh, it's just so sad. Uh no physical touch. Now we're gonna get into the um things that cut off sexual emotion. Sexual in sexual intimacy. I can't even say it after this episode, but they go hand in hand, right? Um, you can't expect to be intimate when there's no non-sexual touch on the other days. Mm-hmm. We talk about that one quite a bit. That's why I'm all over you every day. <laughs> it's true. Uh, he's a physical touch spouse, so um, I, and even though I'm opposite, I just... She's like, stay away from me. I'm no, like, I don't say that. I know, I'm just joking. They know I'm joking. They know, hopefully, hopefully. Oh, they know I'm joking. Um, overcommitment, piling on responsibilities, no downtime. Um, I think a woman said that one. At least she's admitting it, because, or maybe a husband's doing that. I think women are guilty of piling on so much on their schedule or taking on too much with the kids or activities or trying to help other people or the neighbors or signing up to do fundraisers or school projects. Or I used to be like that. I used to just totally overwhelm myself with all these things. I think that a lot of women feel like their self-worth is based on how busy they are. And some husbands too, when it comes I, I to their careers. I think we all feel like that. I think. Do you feel like that? I do, and I think for me personally, like it's really hard for me just to sit down, even if it's on a weekend. It's really hard for me just to sit down and do nothing. I feel very unproductive. Unproductive, yep. yeah, for sure. So I, I think you know, we we often feel like we have to be doing something twenty four seven, even if it's like 
not work related or not work related, but just doing something. A lot of people will, you know, get on their phones or just killing time. Right. Right. Like very few people will just go take a walk without technology or go do something without technology. We've always, we feel like we've always got to be doing something. I think one of the best things that me and Nick have implemented, like really one of the best things that we've done, and and we don't think much of it because it's just something we do every day, but we take our dog on a walk, the two of us, right after we put our kids to bed. Actually, we don't really put our kids to bed because they're older now, but once they're asleep or, or just even getting ready for bed, we'll just be like, we'll be back in 30 minutes. And we hold hands and go around the neighborhood and it's quiet and that's... It's really awesome for our marriage. We do mm-hmm. have a lot of good conversations, and I feel very connected after that. Yeah, I agree. I, I wish more people would do that. Um, it just kind of goes on hand with, you know, taking time away from your phone, taking time away from responsibilities to really connect with each other. I mean, that's where emotional Yeah, and even if it's only from. for 10 or 15 minutes, it's still just It can make good. a huge difference. Um, stress from outside things, which is kind of the same answer, um, manipulation, transactional relationship. If your, if your relationship isn't healthy, it's not okay for it to be transactional. I think a lot of people are in, I would say more of a, I I don't want to say transactional is necessarily a bad thing because a lot of things we do are transactional, but I would maybe rephrase it and say, I think a lot of people are in a business relationship. Agreed. Where there's not much intimacy there's not much communication it's just like here's your responsibilities here's mine and they just kind of go day by day mm-hmm. i don't think amy and i were even joking about it last night i think it was is so many things we do are transactional like amy all the time will say hey if you do this oh the other day <laughs> she's, she's like hey if you put up christmas lights early it's going to be a great night for you tonight in the bedroom i said done Done, done, and done. Done, done, done. Those Christmas lights got up so fast. Did you know I posted about that? And I actually had a few comments that someone said, that's unfreaking believable that you would. Why? That's fun. It's playful. Like, <laughs> I, that's what I don't understand is like, it's, it's fun when Amy and I do that. We both have smiles. We're laughing. It's enjoyable. He gets, he gets like, something. I get something. But we have a healthy marriage. So it's absolutely okay. We always do playful things like that. We'll be playing pickleball. And I'll say, hey, babe, you win this match. And uh, you'll get some tonight. And I don't know that that always works. But <laughs> my point is. It works is, if I use that on you. My point is, is why wouldn't you do some transactional things like that and make things fun? And like that's. That's fun to do. It's fun if you are in a healthy place. Correct. If you're in a healthy place. Correct. If you're not in a healthy place, then it's not going to be fun. But transactions also come down to positive attitude and mindset. Because if you start getting in your mind that that's transactional, you've just killed your drive right there. You've literally just like put in your mind that he's only doing that for one thing. I, I've changed my mindset. Like if Nick's like, I'm going to give you a foot, I'm going to give you the best back and foot massage you've ever had tonight. You know what he's saying to me? He's saying, I want to, I want to make love to you. I know that. So I've had to change my attitude. Like you just want something from me. Well, yeah, he wants something from me. Of course he wants so. He wants to be intimate with me. What a great way to start that, right? Like instead of shutting you down, I'm like, I'll take it. This is great for me and awesome for you. And it's still going to be awesome for me. So I kind of like a total winner in that situation, You're right? You're smoking hot. I'm attracted to you. I want to be with you. Like, that And was... I wish I wish more women would be grateful for the fact that their husbands or vice versa or vice versa, their spouse wants to be into with them. That's like, 
I don't know. That just shows you how much they desire you. So I totally got off track. I totally got us off track on this. You but did. the point I was trying to make is like, like again, everything we do in life is transactional. Everything. And a lot of times in marriage, things are transactional. But make, make them fun. Make them fun transactional things. Yeah, twi- change your mindset sometimes exactly. about transactions. Like I know in a toxic marriage that wouldn't work. But if you if you have a good marriage, like transactions are not always a bad thing. We use it all the time. Like, Call us crazy. Whatever. You're going to get the best best foot massage you've ever had tonight. Sweet. Awesome. Great. I'll make love to you after. It's great. It's perfect win-win. Make some more win-wins in your marriage. Um, the next one is no patience. No patience with your spouse is an absolute emotional killer. Emotional intimacy killer. Yeah. You, you got to be patient. You got to be forgiving. You got to have those basic things that we're asked to do, right? Um, my husband's speaking to me with an unkind demeanor. Please uh, go listen to episode 111 about respect in your marriage. It's pretty uh, straightforward <laughs> about how you should treat your spouse. And I would never put up, I would never put up with that. Like, uh, yeah, we all make mistakes once in a while or say something that could be hurtful, but like to be constantly treated unkind. That would be bad. That would be, that's not, that's not acceptable. That is, um, fighting. Of course that's going to kill intimacy. Rejection over and over again. Constant rejection. Are you still in emotional intimacy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So reject. He's saying rejection. He's not even saying physical intimacy rejection. Just, I mean, rejection can be a lot of different things. Oh, rejection right? could be like, hey, let's hang out tonight. No, I'm too busy. I got stuff going on. Like this happened in, I think, my parents' relationship as well before they got divorced. It, it could be rejection of just like doing fun things together or. Hey, put your phone down connecting. and connect tonight. Yeah. 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 No, I'd rather be on my phone. Hey, babe, let's go for a walk tonight. Ah, I'm not in the mood. I'd no, rather let's... be on TikTok. Yeah. That hurts. Um, when my wife shows lack of desire and rarely initiates, I feel unappreciated. Okay, so we're still talking about emotional intimacy, but we've talked about this so much that when husbands are um, rejected a lot sexually, I mean, that's how they feel emotionally connected. So a lot of husbands are, are giving answers on here that are sexual, but that's where they get the emotional connection. Correct, so yeah. I think that's where that's coming from, right? For sure. Um, iPhone, not being seen, emotionally held, nagging, lack of attention. I'm just going to kind of skip. I have so many answers. I'm just going to skip through some of these. See if I can find one that's we haven't talked about. Um, being blamed for other trauma in her life before we met. Sounds like someone needs to go to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That needs to be fixed. That's not your. You can't hold stuff against from your past against your new your spouse. Like that just doesn't work. Um, lack of physical contact. We contact. We talked about. Oh, this is a good one. Not wanting to overload my wife with my problems, wants, and desires. Please go back if you didn't listen to our last episode, two hundred six. Um, it's very important. It's not about 
overloading your spouse with problems. It's called marriage. It's called being able to share taking what on you're things together, with, taking on problems together. They're, if they're, they're not your problem, the problems aren't your problems and her problems. When you're married, problems are your problems. Even if it's an issue at work, it still affects your spouse. Like If it affects you, it's affecting your spouse, right? Correct. Absolutely. Um, lack of safety or security in the relationship, lack of priority, lack of time spent on relationship, lack of safety and security is like so important, so important. Um, we kind of talked about that in the last one too. Um, arguing, lack of care, time with each other, disconnect. They're kind of just a lot of the same thing. I don't want to keep reading these. Let's jump to the other ones. Ready to jump? I, I think, yeah, I mean, we got a million more of those we could read, but I think, I think people get it, the point yeah, of what, you know, it's arguing, it's lack of respect. Selfish it's behaviors. Selfish behavior. Yep. Okay. Okay. So next question we asked was, what are your biggest intimacy barriers? And I gave four options to our audience. Number one was communication issues, lack of foreplay in the bedroom, lack of connection outside the bedroom and resentment from past issues like we just mentioned so 24 percent of our poll takers said communication issues so that's like a fourth yep lack of foreplay in the bedroom was only 14 percent. so that's yeah people i mean yeah that's yeah yeah i was yeah. just gonna say yeah <laughs> Like people are more talk, it just showing that it's more of the emotional connection. It's showing that it's more emotional stuff. Thirty-eight percent of our audience said lack of connection outside of the bedroom, which is you just heard, and we didn't even get through half of them. The emotional things that shut them down. That just totally coincides with that, right? Yep, exactly. Lack of connection outside the bedroom, which means emotional connection. And this one is also emotional connection that says resentment from past issues, which was 25%. That one actually was so, equal to communication so issues. So one in four marriages are struggling or lacking with connection because a spouse is holding on to resentment. anger or mm -hmm. resentment from past issues. We also talked about that in our last podcast. Like you cannot have strong emotional intimacy Till you let it go. Till you let crap go and learn how to forgive. Like we're commanded to forgive. Like I know it's hard, but if you want a good marriage, like you, you, you can't let that poison. Like I, I'm repeating myself. It's not the snake bite the, that kills a person. It's the poison inside the person that kills the person. When you let your resentments fester and turn into bitterness, it's only killing you. You're killing you and you're killing your marriage. You've got to learn how to forgive. Those are some deep thoughts, babe. I just a love lot. that analogy so much, right? Because someone will do something to you and then they'll get over it. Like they're like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like I'm so, so sorry. Like if your spouse is super sorry about something that happened, like I'm, I'm talking like really sorry, like in their heart, change their behavior, change like super apologetic and you keep holding on to that, you are doing the damage to yourself. So we need to have a podcast episode on why people hold on to the anger and can't let go. We do. Well, that needs to we be a do. good one too. 25% are holding on to resentment from past issues. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I was just going to do that, but you sounded much better. Um, communication issues was 24%, which we talk about all the time. 
go back to the last podcast. You have to talk to each other, right? But I mean, if I do the math, only 14%. So that's showing that 85% of the couples that took this, it's all emotional connection issues that are causing the, the barriers yep. to sexual intimacy. So the next question we asked our audience was what things shut you down sexually in your marriage? These are going to be interesting responses. Sorry, I had to refine that. Okay, this is going to be a lot. Oh, and it looks like it's the things we just talked about. <laughs> Lack of communication. When my wife doesn't initiate or show interest. Her stuck on social media, lack of touch, lack of initiation. When my spouse doesn't want to try new things, repetitiveness, repetitiveness, um, issues not being addressed, lack of emotional connection, putting the kids' needs always first. We hear that a lot. Um, bringing up serious issues before in, being intimate. Why would you bring up something serious that's going to cause conflict right before you're ready to be intimate? Because they don't want to be intimate. Apparently. A lack of foreplay, lack of emotional intimacy, flat out being ignored in my love language. Well, that's going to kill emotional and sexual intimacy. Um, obligation sex, that's going to kill it. Nobody wants it out of obligation. Tell, tell the wives how crappy obligation sex would be to a man. Oh, I think from my standpoint, as much as I love being intimate with Amy, if if we were just only having sex because she felt like she had to, like that would be awful. Like I, how could you, and how could I enjoy that? Or how could a man enjoy that when it's just totally an obligation? There is nothing a man or husband wants more than to please his wife and have his wife enjoy the connection as well. So obligation sex, like I'd rather not have sex. I really would. And most men, most men have agreed to that. In a loving marriage, most men have agreed, like, I don't want it if she doesn't want it. Like, that ruin, that messes up the whole point, right? Supposed yep. to be connecting. Um, now, having said that, I want to stipulate that. So, there are many women that don't have any sexual desire. But that doesn't mean that they don't want it. So, like, for Amy, she doesn't have... The drive. She doesn't have the drive. But she knows that... Once she gets turned on through foreplay or different things, then that desire comes and then she wants it. But she's just not as spontaneous. So I want to clarify that if a spouse doesn't have that sexual desire, it doesn't necessarily mean they don't want it or they can't get in the mood to want it, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like Amy, it just takes Amy a different route, I guess, or time frame to get in the mood for for sexual intimacy, but once she's there, she loves it. She enjoys it. And yep. am I stating that right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So don't confuse that. And I go back to, I think we complicate things so much. I think nowadays it's just like in the olden days, it was just like, Oh, women require a lot of foreplay to get in the mood. Now we just totally disregard foreplay and pretend foreplay doesn't even exist. And now it's just like, well, my spouse isn't in the mood. Therefore, we're not going to have sex. Yeah, that would be like no marriage. So, no, no marriage would be It's doing so it. ridiculous. So it's not that women have changed. It's just that now, that now the position is, well, if I'm not in the mood, I'm not going to have sex because then it would be like, you know, forcing me to have sex or whatever. Right. Where... The whole purpose of foreplay is to get a lower desire spouse in the mood. That's all we 
20 or 30 years ago, like everything made or built, every sex aid is to help get the spouse in the mood for sexual intimacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know how to add to that. That was perfect. It's very important. It's all about mindset though. Remember, I mean, we have so many podcast episodes on positivity and mindset. Like it's all about being willing, but this entire episode comes down to, I'm not going to be willing. Like I'm not going to be positive and willing if he hasn't taken the time to make me feel emotionally secure and safe and loved in our marriage. Like that's the whole entire thing of all those things we've read. The emotional intimacy or the emotional connection has got to be strong first. But I'll bet you, and I could be wrong, but I'll bet you if we were taking these same polls like 30, 40 years ago, you would have very, very few men saying, oh, my wife is a low desire spouse and she just never wants it and this and that. You probably won't hear that as often because couples back then figured out how to have foreplay and get their spouse in the mood and things things were a lot different then. I don't think I don't that, know. I don't think that it's I could be wrong, but I don't think that it's necessarily that women have completely changed with their sex drives. I think there are definitely a lot of distractions and things like that, but I think nowadays it's more like, well, if I'm just not in the mood, therefore we're not gonna do it, right? Or we're not or it's attitude it's, now. It, it's almost it's, attitude. it's almost like if if a spouse is not in the mood, then it's completely off limits to try to get them in the mood. That's yeah. the fence goes up, and it's like okay, she's that spouse he or she is not in the mood. Therefore, end of end of story. Where what in the world ever happened to foreplay? That's my point. That's what I'm I don't. I don't think it has to do. Like I'm going to disagree with the time thing because I don't think. I actually think a lot more women are more sex positive now than they used to be just because all the stuff that's come out. We've learned a lot more. We've learned about the clitoris. We have toys now. I think a lot more women are more sexual now. I think it comes down to bad attitudes, taking on too much, and distractions. Agreed 100%. That's what I think it comes down to. I think it's... And um, I think think the first thing you said hits it right on the head and it, and they're all wrapped in they're all intertwined to the same thing Absolutely, like if, if you're are. too busy and you don't make time for it then you're not going to be in the mood right or if you have distractions you're not going to be in the mood it, it all comes back to your your perception or your personality about it like oh I'm not in the mood therefore we're just not going to do it right well look how many look how many comments we get all the time that it just feels transactional well, that's, that's a mindset thing. And yeah, like I could see that, like if your your spouse literally there's no, no emotional con- like connection, I can feel like that's very toxic, right? For sure. But like, I just think we need to be more sexually, sexual intimacy, mindset positive. I think that is what changes everything. And you got to realize too, like because of social media and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube shorts and all these things that are, they're proving that they're damaging they're damaging to not just like our brain, but to like our entire beings. They're, I mean, they're, you're getting a dopamine hit when you keep swiping and seeing new things, right? Like these stats are starting to come out. When you're getting dopamine from something like that, you're not going to go get it. You're not going to choose to get it from your spouse because that's a different Correct. rate of dopamine. Like we're going to have an expert on and talk all about that because it's it's a really, really big issue, but it makes so much sense. Basic, it makes so much basically, sense. Basically... 
low desire spouses needs are getting met through many other ways many other ways and it's just it's just really that simple and so a low desire spouse even becomes a more lower desire spouse because they're getting those dopamine hits or needs or whatever you want to call it through different ways that I think, you know, that didn't exist before. Well, and we talked about this earlier, and I think we're going to do an entire podcast on this. When one spouse is a low desire spouse, they don't realize it's not affecting them. Like not having sex, sexual intimacy is not really, they're, not, zero no, effect they're not noticing that it's not affecting them unless their husband's up or, or, or wife, the higher drive spouse is being affected and maybe is upset or it's hurting the marriage in some way. But if that spouse is like stopped caring or stopped asking or initiating or whatever, that low desire spouse doesn't even like realize there's something wrong, wrong, right? Where the higher, higher desire spouse is, is going crazy and feeling like they're not wanted or needed or desired and frustrated and Absolutely. Okay, so we kind of got off track, but the next question we asked was to rate your emotional connection in your marriage. It was at like 50%. 50% is really sad for all the people, the the thousands of people that saw our poll, for it to be 50% is like really, really sad. But that 50% shows why if the emotional needs are not being met, that 50% shows why it's not getting to the sexual connection. That's why the sexual intimacy sucks for so many marriages. Yep. You change the number on that emotional connection and the number on the sexual connection is going to change. It's, they're all going to go higher, right? If you, if you hire the emotional intimacy in marriages and that connection and all those things that we were reading, and I didn't even, even start in the sexual intimacy ones because we're out of time, but... They were pretty much the same as the emotional. Like all these things need to be had in a marriage to keep it strong for the sexual intimacy to be awesome. The reason why our sexual intimacy is good in our marriage is not just because the sexual intimacy is good. It's because the emotional intimacy is good. It's because you always make me feel loved. So I'm always willing to be intimate. That, That is what it comes down to. So our last question that we asked was what do you think helps to fix the common sexual and emotional gap in marriages? I have tons of answers. I'm not going to read them. I'm just going to try and pick out just a few good ones. Um, Being comfortable with uncomfortable conversations like we just talked about in our last episode. Less screen time. Listening to each other's needs and doing it for that person which I'm going to add love languages. Like you have to be speaking your spouse's love language. Or at least trying to understand it. Um, Communication, vulnerability, being a safe place to communicate, weekly check-ins, being able to talk and share things, flirting with each other, playing, hearing gratitude from your spouse, um, communicating, respect, honesty, having date nights, even if it's just at home. That means quality time. When both spouses are willing to communicate their needs emotionally and physically, spending time together with no kids, um, caring, being compassionate, being understanding, um, effective communication. Communication does nothing if it's not effective and healthy. I mean, that's where people need to like get the tools how to have effective and good conversations, yeah. right? Validating each other. Patience, forgiveness, all those things that we've been talking about. And I love that. I'm just going to end on this one. 
or two, remembering that you're on the same team together and praying together, remembering and reminding each other we're on the same team, re- reaching out physically and emotionally. I just, there's just so much more I could just keep going. I feel like a lot of them are repeat, but just also important. So important. If you want a good sex life, you have got to spend so much time making sure that that emotional connection is super strong. I feel like I say that every podcast. There's a reason for that. Yeah, so we uh, encourage you for this next week, really try to make time to have good, deep, meaningful conversations and focus on the emotional intimacy, the emotional connection. It's going to look different in every marriage. Maybe maybe you do a good job of having good conversations. Maybe you need maybe it's taking a walk together. Um, whatever that is, find what you can do better to connect emotionally together and see if that helps you connect better sexually because those two things do go hand in hand. And I want to add that I really do think that wives or or low drive spouses. I really do think that they want to have a higher drive. I just think that there's some kind of barrier keeping them from having that because not all people, and I know that there's health issues and medical things that cannot cause like an actual like physical low libido, but low libido is also caused by stress and resentments and all these things that we mentioned that can be fixed, I think. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So when you really find out what those barriers are and break those down so you can have that emotional connection, I do believe that more spouses will want to be sexually intimate. I really believe that. I agree. So Christmas is going to fast approach. We all wait till the last second to get things for our spouse, but uh, we have some fantastic products in our shop, shop.ultimateintimacy.com. Go check it out. Also, check out our Marriage and Intimacy Retreat in 2024, March 21st to the 24th of 2024 in beautiful St. George, Utah. What a great gift to give to your spouse this holiday season. Come enjoy uh, three nights with us with phenomenal food, phenomenal activities, and Mm -hmm. instruction. Um, Email us if you have any questions. Uh, go check that out at ultimateintimacy.com slash retreats. I have to add, our speakers are amazing. You will leave more emotionally and physically and sexually connected to your spouse after those three days than, than ever. It's just, they're, they are amazing. Yeah, the reviews we had um, or the feedback we had from the last one we did were just phenomenal. I mean, it, I think... Really, it transformed pretty much everyone's marriage that was there, including ours. So go check it out. And as always, until next time, we hope you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship.